This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. This is officially our barrel segment. It is. Uh, but today it's going to be Florida Cowboy instead. Exactly. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me. I have my PhD, Squeak Larkins. Good morning. And her brother, Florida Cowboy, Doug Larkins. Yeah. This segment is actually brought to you by Turning Point, kinesiology yep. and oxygen therapy. Thank you. Uh, and I thank Squeak very much. And I'm going to let you uh, take, uh, take over. And I'm just going to chime in whenever I have, I have Absolutely. Questions. I told him that you'd be doing that. <laughs> so this morning, we brought in an, an original here. He is a bred, born, and raised right here in Florida. Florida Cracker Cowboy. Very few cowboys out there working ranches are also have been a good rodeo cowboy and he's a PRCA rodeo judge. So why I brought him in because he has he knows the heritage and the history of the Florida cowboy and I, I brought Doug in because I, he's a very interesting person to hear about this and since our, our, I, our state is the cattle leading shipping state in the nation. I know a lot of people don't understand that agriculturally that we are big we are and big we are the leading yeah. cattle shipping state in the nation. So I'm going to turn it over and, and ask Doug to start telling us about how the Florida Cracker came about. Uh, it started just a few years after Columbus. <laughs> the Spaniards settled and they brought cows to Florida and went to raising them, uh, and it progressed, you know, and got bigger and bigger. We don't have the, uh, I think we're the third largest uh, calf producing state in, in, in the United States, and we don't have the feed to feed them, so we have to ship our calves out west. It's a lot cheaper to uh, send a load of calves out to where the feed is than it is to bring 10 loads of feed down here and so forth but anyway I feel very lucky to uh, our dad he he was a cowboy and was very good at it uh, doing he was a very good horseman but uh, there was I've known a lot of good people that were very good on the ranches and I've known a lot of good people that were very good at the uh, at the rodeo events and, and doing, but uh, not very few of them were able to do both. It was, uh, it yeah. was different. Uh, and, and I was, yeah, I was glad to be able to do both and then later got to judge a bunch of rodeos, uh, high school rodeos and PRCA rodeos. But you know, D Doug did successfully has been in the business of being a, a cowman and a you know a day worker and worked with different big ranches. And he was a successful rodeoing in his past. But and that's where because he was he got into the judging. But let's go back to uh, let's go back to the. Uh, about how when you're working cattle on the ranch and the and what you can do that relates working cattle on the ranch to what you do do in the rodeo arena well uh sometimes you know it's a, we, like doctoring i guess the calf roping event you doctor calves right that way and uh, and doctor cows 
and so forth, but most, uh, a lot of what you do on the ranch, you can even get into the cutting end of it, where you're right. riding out pears or riding out uh, uh, dry cows, the cows that are not, uh, that are not uh, nursing the calf now and uh, everything. Now, uh, uh, fortunately, you and I, we've left a uh, bronc riding to somebody else. We didn't <laughs> exactly. like... Exactly. <laughs> we didn't like uh, breaking coats. Out no. I mean, we didn't mind that, but we couldn't stand getting dumped on our heads very often. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point, yeah. I, I got to no bronc riding. <laughs> I got to interrupt this for our, our listeners um, okay. overseas because we actually have a, a quite a few oh, cool. overseas listeners across the world. Florida Cracker refers to the colonial era English and American pioneer settlers and their descendants in what is now the U.S. state of Florida. Yes. The first of these arrived in 1763 after Spain traded Florida to Great Britain following the latter's victory over France in the Seven Year War. The term cracker was in use during the Elizabethan era to describe braggarts. The original oh. root of this is the Middle English word crack meaning entertaining conversation. I had no idea <laughs> well, that's now, what crack meant. Uh, well, you know. We have I, a couple of other things. I, was, I know. <laughs> well, you know, and that, that is definitely a lot of Florida cracker cowboys. But, you know, I, I'd always heard that in the Florida that cracker was because of the cracking of the whip, of the cow whip and well, stuff. Well, hold on but a minute. Let's see. Well, let's see. It says okay. entertaining conversation. One may be said to crack a joke. Oh. This term and the Gaelicized spelling crack are still in use in Northern England, Ireland, and Scotland. It's documented in William Shakespeare's okay. King John, Act 2, Scene 1. <laughs> what cracker is this say oh. that deafs our ears with the abundance of superfluous breath? So, oh, that's that pretty cool. From cracking a joke. Yes. And, I, and that's uh, what most cowboys do. So there you go. That fits. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. But anyway, there's your, yeah, there's that your definition for, for those people across the world that are going, what's a, it's cracker? a cracker? Yeah. Because it may be <laughs> exactly. one of the things you pop at Christmas time. Right. And it also might be something that you eat. But now you know what a cracker is. There we go. To a cowboy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's part of their heritage. Isn't it? <laughs> so, neat. yeah. And so in, in doing the, um, getting these working cattle and everything, and then what led you into the rodeo end of it? Uh, our dad. <laughs> dad was a judge and a, and a rodeo competitor, and uh, it was just something I think that I wanted to do since I was little. I think yeah. you did too. Yeah. Uh, it's been, and a lot of the, the older before the turn of the century and so forth, they, uh, the, the Florida wasn't known so much for their ropes. A lot of the cowboys did use whips, bull whips to uh, communicate with the cattle and they communicated with their dogs with that whip, just making that cracker, that crack sound. It was very loud and it's caused by the tip of the whip breaking the sound barrier. And, uh, it's done, yeah, I don't know, anyway, it, I say uh, they did that, they did that and they, made, they wrote a book several years ago. It was uh, last copyrighted in 1939. I was mad because it didn't bring it up to modern day, but four centuries of cattle raising in Florida and 
I think now they can call it five centuries of cattle yeah, raising. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's into it. Yeah. 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 So you can, uh, I don't remember who the author is or anything, but it, it, I, I, was mad, I read the whole book and I was mad because it didn't bring it up to the 1980s. I think it was about 1980 when I found the book and read it. Yeah, and so now we're into the 21st now century. We're into so. Yeah, I another, another book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Maybe you should do that. But, <laughs> right. but, Maybe you should. But so when you're when you're working cattle, what is your, you know, general f philosophy on? You know, there are people that'll toll up cattle with the uh, feed in the back of their truck, but I know that we don't do that. And how how would you do? How would you get if we went to gather a, a herd of four hundred? What would you do? I'd get about 400 cowboys and <laughs> one for each one. No, we like to have good horses, and it's good to, and it's good, and good horses can be young horses. That's how yeah. you get them uh, broke. You get them broke by taking them, and, and myself personally, when it's appreciable, or when it's applicable, I, I like watching good dogs work, uh, cow dogs. Uh, I found the older I got, then the better the dogs I had. <laughs> yeah, but and the ho uh, horses too. And the horses With, with no too. bucking. With yeah, no bucking. with no bucking. Yeah. And, uh, but when you gather, so, you know, we gather them yeah. up, and sometimes you don't have to take them to the pen because you're just going to ride out, say, out of 400, you want 50 to put somewhere else. Right. How would you do that? Uh, go, go to put them in a corner and go to riding right. the ones out that you... Uh, that you did, and that gets into the cutting side of and it. And even the sorting, and the way the they sorting, do the sorting. Yeah, the yeah. sorting and the yeah. cutting, although, uh, and any of the events that uh, we use, that we do in the um, rodeo is quite a bit different than the event, although we do, you know, it's different. On the ranch, you got, it's not under a competitive deal, so it's yeah. uh, charging, I right. guess, in the, they in the cutting deal. They, yeah, we cutting. got to ride them out. You yeah. got to get them away from the herd. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, so, so I mean that the whole point I'm getting at is how all that relates to. And then you got into doing the rodeo. What did you do in the rodeo? What were your events? I was only on the time event in uh, tie down roping and the. Uh, steer wrestling mostly and team roping uh later on yeah, when it got, as it going, got more as popular it got more popular but yeah. uh the other end i had a at the bucking shoots i had a yellow streak that was a little broader than my back was <laughs> yeah yeah i don't blame you i, I still have that yellow streak yeah. myself and, yeah uh, yeah. So, but in the time event, you were quite successful making the circuit finals and the calf roping and the bulldog and in the past, I remember. Right. And uh, and I know you got pretty proficient with team roping. Yes. And uh, nowadays, team yeah. roping is huge, huge. Yeah. It's, it draws in. Uh, it draws in a lot more family. Oh, yeah. they, there's husbands and wives, there's uh, the kids, brothers yeah. and sisters, you know, and the youngsters, and it, 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 uh, it has, the team roping has really brought families into the world of rodeo. Yeah, yeah, it has, because there are quite a few women that team yes. rope now. 
Yes. Yeah, even your sister Poppy does. Right. <laughs> uh, did. did. Yeah, she did. But, she did, but. Uh, yeah. Well, so, um, in relation again back to the, the ranching end of it, so what do you feel like is going to go on now with cattle in this era that we've gone into in the 21st century? What do you see our cattle industry going here in Florida? I, I, well, I, I don't think it's going to go out of business anytime soon, although with the uh, population and the people that are moving to Florida every day legally and so <laughs> forth. But, that, uh, they, they, they're good. using up some, they're using up some, they're gathering up some of our ranch That's properties. Right. Uh, I mean, it's getting less and less, and there's a lot of ranches that have no intention or want to sell their land or anything, but people are, uh, are being forced to because the property taxes are going up so high because, you know, they build a, 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 a hundred thousand dollar house here and then a, over here a couple hundred thousand this and that and it makes the property taxes and you mm -hmm. might own ranch land right, right beside it and it goes up and you can't afford to raise cows um, on it well we uh, have the we have the big ranches in south florida because i know you've worked on some and i have too and it sure seems like it'd be a long time before they could crowd them out. Well, it? I agree, but it keeps going. going the, 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 and I don't blame them, but the doctors and the lawyers, the people that are on the higher pay scale, they want to get out of the city life. Yeah. They want to get out of the city life, and they go build a, a house out there on the edge of one of those ranches, and then next thing you know, they don't oh. like driving. 20 minutes to go to the uh, uh, public store or Winn-Dixie to buy groceries and then they're building a strip mall out here, you know? I mean, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, so the like say, but the cattle, on the, on the cattle part of it, where are we at with our, does the majority of the cattle here in Florida commercial crossbred cattle? Yes, and yes. We're still on commercial, and yeah. then we have people that are coming in with the, with the new deal with the Wagyu beef, which is the, yeah, has right. to be grass-fed and, and uh, organic, from what I understand. So, but don't you see and more people are getting into the cattle industry that way? And yeah, but it's not. I don't think it can ever, you know, get up to, to a, like the to a, a big, big deal. Like the commercial, like the commercial cattle. cattle I, I, yeah. I can't picture that happening. Well, uh, what, what uh, are you are you judging here any time soon, or do you? Uh, on the rodeo end of it? I, I've, uh, uh, about three months ago, I judged uh, a ranch rodeo. Ranch rodeos are very much different and everything, but I've had to, because of my age and, uh, <laughs> and some uh, not taking as good a care of myself as I should, I've had to slow down on all of it. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I still like, to uh, get out with my uh, youngest son when he works cows and and help here there and about, but uh, I say I got uh, I got some problem. I just don't get around. I can't get on a horse no more. 
<laughs> uh, oh yeah, we'll get you on. We can hoist you up there. Yeah, right? got. <laughs> but well, we got the Ocala, the Labor Day rodeos coming yes. up next weekend. So that's a that's a, a very big, good, that's a big rodeo. That's for a big this rodeo, and and it's uh and it's been going for a long time. Uh, yeah, I a was, lot of years. I was fortunate enough to be there when it started and participate in it for a number of years and and uh, I hope a lot of people get out to see that thing this coming yeah. weekend or uh, the uh, yeah. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Cowboy Doug, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank mm. you for coming in. Please stay for the rest of the show. Okay. And thank you, Squeak. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and also to Turning Point Kinesiology and Oxygen Therapy, Squeak is our PhD and the one to call. Uh, and you can definitely help your horse out. She's going to be working on Sunny too. So, exactly. I'm uh, pretty excited about that, and I'll yeah. be able to report back to you on that. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast.